Hello and welcome back to another episode of Redesigned. This is the technology podcast that discusses everything from blockchain to AI to robotics to crypto to streaming media, all of that good stuff. If this is your first time tuning in or listening, welcome. I am Mr. Cakebox, aka the content producer. And this week we have got a jam packed show for you. Not as long as last week's episode, but this week is going to be really interesting. We're going to be talking about the streaming wars, the state of what is going on in streaming media, particularly for TV. So Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, all of that stuff, some some developments and also looking into whether or not it's actually costing as much as the journalists are saying, because a lot of people are saying now that cord cutting is becoming almost as expensive as cable and satellite TV. Well, we're going to look at that. Also, we're going to be talking about iOS 15.4. Shout out to my Apple crew. Shout out to my Android family as well. I love you. I love you guys dearly. But hey, the ecosystem, I think the Apple ecosystem wins. Well, as a creative anyway, I I don't know. I don't know about you. But yeah, we're going to be talking about iOS 15.4 and some of the benefits, the new benefits that comes along with that. We're going to be talking about energy prices, particularly the sorts of gadgets and devices or appliances in your home that are costing you lots and lots and lots of money without you even knowing it. These are just sucking your bank accounts dry. Going to be revealing some of those as well. So stay tuned. And yeah, we're going to get into that after the intro. Artificial intelligence, Web 3.0, consumer electronics, social media, the metaverse, biotechnology, autonomous vehicles, the Internet of Things, virtual reality, augmented reality, CRISPR, space travel, digital media, next generation gaming, e-commerce, robotics, climate change, carbon neutral, engineering, wearable technology, digital health. Welcome back. It's the Redesign Podcast. My name is Mr. Kate Box, also known as the content producer. Before we get into this week's topics, a little bit of housekeeping. If you're not subscribed, make sure you do that right now. If you're watching on YouTube, I invite you to subscribe and also hit the bell. You need to hit the bell because YouTube is... They're funny like that. If you if you don't hit the bell, they're not going to show you the videos when new videos come out. So do that now. Thanks. So go and do it now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, let's move on. Let's crack on with this week's news. What have we got in the pipeline today? The cost of living right now for everyone is exploding. It's the highest level it's been in a decade, over a decade even. And with household bills being the biggest expense 
after rent or mortgage payments, choosing the right energy provider or monitoring at least what you're spending is the only way you're going to be able to sort of ease the pain and suffering that we're experiencing right now. One of the ways you can do that is by getting a smart meter or what you can do is start looking at all the appliances in your house, all the devices you have that are plugged in that you're not even really paying attention to. These energy prices are mad. Listen, it's like we just we just can't catch a break. Adulting is the biggest scam ever. And I'm seeing some horrific things online, like people are talking about their electricity bills being double, triple. I don't even know. I'm Right now, I'm afraid to give them my meter reading. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm just happy paying the direct debit as it is, but yeah, I'm afraid of giving them the reading. I'm going to have to do it sooner or later anyway, because they're just going to charge me an estimate, which is even more expensive. But anyway, there are appliances in your home that are costing you big, big, big money. And you don't even know about it. But these appliances are around your house. Lots of different appliances that are costing you a lot of money in terms of energy. We're talking about your phone charger. We're talking about hi-fi systems. We are talking about your microwave. We're talking about your Skybox. So if you have a satellite TV subscription or you've got Sky or SkyQ, I'm just looking at this, this article from The Guardian. It says here, your Skybox can use 30 watts of energy, which works out about 73 pounds a year. It all adds up. So another bunch of appliances in your house that are quietly sucking the life out of your financial freedom. You'll be surprised by this one. Your hi-fi system, as I mentioned before, that costs around £73 a year. Your skybox, about £73 a year. This is according to an article in the mirror as well. One of them might be your PlayStation or your Xbox, your laptop charger, even when it's not in use, £60 a year. A TV on standby, £10 a year, and a printer on standby. So if you work from home if you, and you've got like an inkjet printer or laser printer, just having it on standby, you can imagine how much you can actually save just by turning off certain devices. But yeah, it is, it's looking peak out here. Make sure you've got energy saving bulbs as well, LED lights. I don't see many people using tungsten lights anymore, but energy efficient LED bulbs are the way forward. Other than that, the main culprits that really take a lot of your, um, your usage up a lot is for anything to do with heating, anything to do with a heating element. So we're talking about irons, ovens, tumble dryers. Tumble dryers are absolutely disgusting when it comes to energy efficiency. The the best energy efficient tumble dryer I've ever seen is like a, a class C or a B. I don't even think I don't even think I've even seen a B. Definitely no A rated ones. I've I've not seen them. And I used to sell tumble dryers as well. But anyway, that's for a different that's a different story. But yeah, be careful out there. Stay safe and make sure you check your 
especially your phone chargers, because you could have multiple phone chargers and not know that they're all plugged in. Make sure you check all your phone chargers, your laptop chargers, anything that's not in use, unplug that shit. Amazon, they've done it again. Amazon are dipping their fingers in a lot of different pies. This time they've gone for MGM. Major film studio, major acquisition. MGM and Amazon have signed a deal. $8.5 billion to purchase the film and TV studio MGM. So if you if you pay attention to movies, if you're if you're a real film fan, you'll know the big cinema. Uh, cinema and film houses like MGM, 21st Century Fox, Warner Brothers. Those are the major film film companies. MGM is is up there. It's up there. We're talking about James Bond. We're talking about Silence of the Lambs, Rocky. It's a it's a pretty big deal, and it's gonna. It's going to shake things up in terms of this whole streaming war thing, which we're going to talk about a bit later. So according to NPR.org, this is the second largest acquisition for Amazon after purchasing Whole Foods. And because of this acquisition, Amazon Prime subscribers are going to start to see the full MGM catalogue. We don't know when that's going to take effect or whether it's going to be straight away, but we're talking about 4,000 film titles. And we're talking about 17,000 TV episodes. So streaming versus cinema. It looks like they're investing a lot more money into streaming than they are with cinema these days. I wonder why. Is it all downhill from here when it comes to cinema? Well, when you talk about cinema, cinema is a social experience. It's, it's also... It's one of those things where if you if you love film and you want to see the film first, so we're talking about films that get released in the cinema first before anywhere else. If that changes, how relevant will cinema be in the future? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, do you go to cinema as much as you used to pre-pandemic? Now that things are opening up again, are you still as enthusiastic about going to the cinema as you was before or you're not? Let me know in the comments. And uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation on Twitter, don't forget you can use the hashtag RedesignPod. But yeah, that is it. Amazon have signed a major deal with MGM Studios. We're talking massive film franchises like James Bond 007, um, and Rocky, Silence of the Lambs, Legally Blonde. It's going to be big. 4,000 movie titles going over to Amazon Prime. And to be honest with you, I think Amazon Prime are killing it, you know. I think they were they are now they're the top three, I would say number three in terms of movie streaming services. Obviously Netflix is is the king. Um I think Disney Plus is hot on its heels. Obviously you've got 21st Century Fox, you've got the Marvel franchise, you've got the Simpsons, you've got a lot of um massive film franchises and the, the the sickest intellectual property catalog is on Disney plus like let, let's be real and also yeah it's gonna it's it's gonna definitely make streaming more appealing and with all that choice that you've got from your home I mean I love going to the cinema but what's the incentive you know? But it's sad because we end up just staying at home all day. But 
I guess that's the way of the world. I guess that's the way things are going with this whole digital transformation that we're experiencing here. Entertainment is going balls to the wall when we're talking about <laughs> balls to the wall. Ed, 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 entertainment is going is is definitely going the way of streaming. Let's put it that way, and um, it's making it harder to make the case for going out there to the cinema, especially with this, especially with all this CV19 stuff. It hasn't really gone anywhere, you know? So yeah, let's go for a quick interlude. To go the same distance as one set of Duracell, you'd expect to have to replace ordinary zinc carbon batteries. But how many times? Twice? In fact, in this continuous test, Duracell outlasts ordinary batteries over six times. Duracell lasts even longer than you thought. Apple has blessed us with another update. iOS 15.4 rolled out to iPhones last week. I'm not too bothered this time because there's there's not that much groundbreaking stuff going on. I mean, we've got some new emojis. Uh, some of them are quite interesting. Not sure about the, uh, about some of them. There's some interesting stuff on there. I'll leave it as that. Yeah, you could be a lot more expressive with things, I guess. I do like the handshake one, especially the interracial handshake thing and um, the different skin tones. I, I, I kind of like that. Some of them are quite rude, like the finger pointing one. Yeah, this new emoji thing is going to make um, arguments with your spouse on WhatsApp a lot more interesting, I guess. But yeah, iOS 15.4. One thing I do love about the update is that it finally allows you to unlock your phone while wearing a mask. So if you're like me, you're still really cautious about this whole CV-19 thing and you still wear a mask on public transport going in and out of the the trains and stuff like that it is a big hassle to have to pull your mask down or type in your passcode etc etc but with ios 15.4 you ain't gotta do that no more it just does this algorithm thing with the eyes it just focuses on the eyes and it knows whether it's you or not and you don't need to have your apple watch either so for those of you that have got the apple watch and you're thinking hold on wait all you need to do is use, make sure you've got your apple watch and your phone at the same time and you can unlock nah you don't need to do that with ios 15.4 there is a setting on there that you can uh, toggle and you don't need your apple watch you don't need to put in your passcode so when you're going on the train if you're making payments you got your mask on it's all good in fact let me share with you how to do that right now so bear in mind this only works with iphone 12 or newer okay so if you've got an iphone and it's below an iphone 12 unfortunately this ain't gonna work for you so what you do is you go into settings then you go into face id and passcode you enter your passcode, toggle on face ID with a mask. And then on the next page, all you have to do is choose the use 
face ID with a mask option. And then try it out, remove your mask and set up face ID. So how it works, it just places an emphasis on authenticating the unique features around your eyes. That's how it works. So you'll still be able to unlock your phone the, the usual ways as well. So yeah, it's all good. Shout out to all my Android family. I, I, I don't know anything about Android phones. Can you guys unlock phones with your mask on? I don't know. I don't know how, how it works over there. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to Android phones. I don't think I've ever owned an Android phone. It's really bad. I've had I've had this iPhone, been part of the iPhone ecosystem since the iPhone four. That's a long time ago. That's like twenty. That's like twenty ten. Twelve years. Wow, time flies. <laughs> unbeatable deals this new high-tech Hitachi video with transmitter remote control under 400 pounds save five pounds on this Miranda autofocus compact camera save 40 pounds on this superb Seisho twin deck MIDI hi-fi save 60 pounds on this twin disk drive Amstrad personal computer system plus exclusive software offer Dixon's deals we guarantee you can't buy better <laughs> Now let's talk about streaming wars. That's really a buzzword that a lot of journalists have been using to talk about the competition between the major streaming services such as Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus and all the others. And we've got to a point where we rely on streaming services way more for our entertainment than we do for than we do with terrestrial TV and things of that nature, satellite TV, cable TV. Those are all things from the 90s. Like it's actually quite crazy when you think about it that those things are they're basically ancient relics. So in the 2020s after the pandemic that catapulted us even further into the whole streaming thing. Let's let's be honest. Netflix got us through some really hard times. You know? Netflix really got us through some really hard times. Disney Plus too. When you think about the children, what's their favourite streaming platform? Of course. Of course it's Disney Plus. But the competition has just got even, even more fierce. As I mentioned earlier, Amazon have just bought MGM. This is a trend that we're seeing now. Streaming companies, not just video streaming. We're talking about audio streaming platforms such as Spotify as well. Apple Music, they're all looking to maximize their subscribership by purchasing either intellectual property or purchasing studios or film houses or 
things of that nature, podcast studios, for example, because we've got into a new paradigm of entertainment. And there doesn't seem to be that much more innovation when we're talking about cinema experiences. We're not really hearing too much about new cinema releases. It's like, it's almost like the new wave is series, box sets, that kind of thing. So for example, Top Boy just came out, huge success. Lots of people have been looking forward to it. And it's almost like it's got the same level of buzz as a Hollywood movie release. When a new movie used to come out back in the day, there was this buzz about it. Everyone would be talking about it. I don't really see that same energy for cinema releases anymore. I don't know, what do you think? Let me know in the, in the comments below. When was the last big cinema release you can remember? And obviously with the, with the pandemic, one of the biggest examples of this was when No Time To Die came out. 007, James Bond, No Time To Die. The release got pushed back about three or four times because of the pandemic. And when it did finally get released, I didn't see it. And I, I, I pretty much go and see every, every time I get a chance to see a new James Bond film, I always do it. This time it was just like, eh, mm. I'll wait till it's on streaming. I'll, I'll wait to stream it. And it's, and it's out there, you know? And this is the thing, as more streaming platforms start to invest into production of their own intellectual property, as more acquisitions happen, like the MGM uh, acquisition, like when Disney bought Lucasfilm, when they bought Marvel. The rights to Marvel films, sorry. This is going to become a trend. One of the things a lot of journalists are doing now, if you read, if you read the papers, mainstream media, they're talking about streaming services going up in price. It's, it's no longer cost effective to have all of the streaming services or it costs too much. Well, I actually did some digging. It's not actually true. They don't cost that much relative to Sky TV, satellite TV or cable TV when you have all the channels. I actually did some calculations. Like if you look at the cost, the increases that we're having, come on, everything's going up. Tell me one thing that's not going up in price. Tell me one thing that hasn't gone up in price this year. Tell me, I'll wait. So everything's gone up in price. Energy's gone up. Rent has gone up. It's, it's more expensive to get a mortgage now. Property prices are going up. Food is going up. Tell me what's not, even electronics, this, this, the materials needed to make electronics. Silicone has gone up. You know, it's more, exp it's more expensive now to facilitate the supply chain. Just moving goods and services across the globe has become more expensive. So how can you expect streaming platforms to not increase their prices. It's all part of inflation. Other things as well, but the point is, when it comes to cord cutting, it still offers the consumer more choice. And to be fair with you, you can pick and choose, start and stop. 
There's no contract that you're tied into. So really, we are in control of, of how much we're spending. Let's be honest. I see people crying about the Netflix increase in price. It's only gone up by £2 a year. Sorry, it's only gone up by £2 a month. That's £24 a year. Um, actually went on Sky TV's website. So if you don't know what Sky TV is, Sky TV is the main provider for satellite TV here in the UK. Um, it's like our, cable, our, ma- our major cable provider. The only other con- competition really is like Virgin Media um, or BT. But generally, Sky TV has been the standard for satellite TV for decades now. But I think it's on the decline. Definitely think it's on the decline. I actually went on their website and looked at their packages, priced everything up. You know, let's look at that right now. I mean, you go onto the Sky website, you look at the packages, and then you pick whether you want films, sports, kids' channels. Of course, you're going to want, if you've got children, of course, you're going to want the kids' channels. That's just standard. But you don't get Disney. You don't get uh, the Disney Channel anymore because when when Disney Plus launched, obviously Disney wants that market share to themselves. So they are now licensing their uh, <laughs> their platform to Sky. So if you are a Sky subscriber, you can actually access Disney Plus directly through them. But obviously, you still have to have a separate Disney Plus subscription, which is no surprise. Um, one good thing about Sky is Netflix is included a standard within that price. But when you price everything up, look at this. Over £100 a month. Look at this. But when you add up all the streaming services combined, and you don't have to have everything, come on. It comes to less than £40 a month. I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about adding Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is $7.99 a month. You get 4K included in that as well. Netflix, if you go for the top package, it's gone up to $15.99 a month. Last month, I paid $13.99. So I think the £2 increase started from um, last month or something like that. I'm not sure. But let's just say it's $15.99 a month. Add that to Disney Plus, that's $7.99 a month. Add all those services together. It's still well, way less than, you know, having a cable TV or Sky subscription. I think we've got it good. And we've, we've got so much choice. I think the thing people need to, to think about is maybe we have too much choice. Because really, you only need one streaming platform. How many hours are there in a day? just a thought let me know what you think let me know in the comment section also if you want to get involved in the conversation on twitter use the hashtag redesigned pod that's it for this week and i'll be back next tuesday with some more content for you just trying to ease into the whole routine of making content again it's been been nearly two years this is the the sixth episode of season two season three is going to be even bigger I'm just trying to ease into it. But yeah, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Five stars if you'd like to. That'd be really kind of you. And yeah, I will catch you next week. Take care and bye for now.
Beep, <laughs> beep,